Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, happy June. Um, we have a little something different today. Since um, the summer is a playful time of year, and our next two episodes after this one will be with um, Courtney Ellis, and she's going to talk, we're talking with her at length about play. So we thought it would be very playful to invite Christy Cuthbert, friend of Woven, back on. Um, she's going to read a chapter from her book, Mom, I Farted in Church. We'll put her previous episode in the show notes, but yeah. she's a mom to triplets and she has an older son too. And she's just funny. And she wrote um, a couple of kids books recently that were, my kids think are hilarious. They're called the mischief makers. So we'll link to all of that in the show notes, but we thought she'd be a really good person to just give us a, a laugh as we continue heading into summer. Yeah, I agree. And, um, we're, we're talking a lot this summer about how to introduce more play and fun into our lives, parenting, but also just all of our lives. And we're going to talk more about that in our July and August episodes. But we just thought it would be a great way as we're kind of pausing and are really busy with our summer plans to, to do something fun for everybody. So we hope you enjoy and we hope you check out Christy's books and um, all the stuff that she writes on her website and all the things because she's super fun and definitely finds the humor in parenting. So we hope you guys enjoy. You're listening to Mom, I Farted in Church, One Type A Mama's Journey, Learning to Laugh and Let Go, by Christy Cuthbert. Chapter 7, Learning Tolerance. You do you, Shirley in Frozen Foods. A few things happen when you go out in public with triplets who happen to be dressed alike and are flipping adorable. First, people immediately feel like they're at a petting zoo. No joke. Something comes over them as if they've just discovered that little baby goats or pot-bellied pigs are waiting to be plucked out of the field of daisies and swooned over. Strangers pick up, kiss, and pet your children without asking. They take out their phones to snap photos of them, no permission asked. I truly wouldn't have been surprised if someone had whipped out a boob and tried to feed one of them. That's the degree of mayhem seeing three of a kind provokes in some people. It would have been quite awkward to utter the words, Cheryl, Karen, Teresa, please put your hands her way push-up bras back on. Their bellies are full, and you've been mentally unhinged while in close proximity to triplets. Y'all need to see someone about that. One of their former preschool teachers routinely asked my children for kisses on the lips, and I had to address it with the administration. She also cut out a newspaper photo of my kids and told people they were her boys and described her vivid dreams of me being in tears after giving one of my triplets to her to keep. Needless to say, we left that school and never looked back. You can't change crazy people. The list of wild encounters we've experienced never ends. My sister and I were once at the park with the triplets when they were about seven months old. Japanese tourists, who had likely never seen a trio of blonde-haired, rosy-cheeked babies before, swarmed us as if Jesus himself was standing before them. They flocked with their cameras like we were the Kardashians, and it was downright frightening. I tried to politely ask them not to pick up my children, but they spoke no English. At one point, my sister had to pull a child from a woman's arms like a flat-screen TV at Walmart on Black Friday. Granted, triplets are not something you see every day, but good Lord, it's not like you just scored a selfie with the Pope. You did not witness the real Tupac buying Cheetos and some Mad Dog 2020 at the gas station. 
Three little babies are not on par with the bearded lady and a clown car smoking a peace pipe. I digress. Some people are very nice and ask if they can take a photo. Others stick their cell phones out of their car windows while my kids and I walk into Target. One lady accosted us in the produce aisle and had no shame. She must have been shooting an Instagram live or something. It was beyond annoying. Mama, why does that lady have her phone on us? One of my babes asked while we all death stared in her direction. I don't know, guys, I replied very loudly. Apparently, she doesn't know how to ask for permission when filming people in the Brussels sprout section. It's an awkward circumstance to find yourself in because on the one hand, I share a ton of photos and stories about my children on social media and, well, in this book. But on the other hand, you can't just allow any Tom, Dick, or kind of scary Larry to photograph your kids. My husband and I made a rule very early on when an odd couple at a street art fair stalked our stroller that we wouldn't allow anyone to do this or take photos of our kids. Considering we're always on display, it's sometimes awkward to tell the seemingly nice grandma no, but most people are very understanding. Sometimes I wish I did have a camera rolling and that I could too catch the looks on the faces of passerby who happen to see our crew in action in the front yard. My husband has countless stories of top executives from his company who happen to cruise past our house while leisurely strolling through the neighborhood with their spouses. What do they witness? They see children climbing so high up into the trees that they can look through the second-story windows. They see half-naked kids darting out of the door, chasing one another with Nerf guns or possibly their forks from dinner. They witness scooter beatdowns and all of the flowers from our bushes being pulled off. And they witness me chasing them down like the nanny in a Tom and Jerry cartoon. In those moments, I'm part Weeza from Steel Magnolia and part Medea and Peggy Cleary from The Kids Are All Right. It's a stark contrast to the Carol Brady-June Cleaver combo who drops them off at school each morning, polished, put together with a smile. The second thing people like to do when witnessing triplets is to ask you every detail of your pregnancy and life while also sharing theirs. Let's take Shirley in the frozen food section at Costco. Old Cheryl is one example of the same encounter I still experience weekly. While browsing frozen broccoli, she spotted my cart full of plump little babes in matching polos and shorts. It had been a long day, and I really needed to get out of the grocery store and home to make dinner. Shirley immediately approached me with a, Oh my God, am I seeing triple? Are they triplets? Are they all yours? First, Shirley, would they all be dressed the same if they weren't mine? Do you think I told the neighbor, Sure, Kelly, drop off your son and I'll dress him exactly like mine and go to Costco? She continued, Wow, just wow. Are they natural? Define natural, Shirley. Are they robots? No. Did they grow and come out of my stomach? Yes, they are natural. It's one of the most annoying questions you can ask a mother of multiples. And equally as annoying, when people ask my parents' age, or my parents' age, ask it casually in the middle of a festival or town gathering. Why complete strangers feel they have the right to ask about the conception of my children is beyond me. Yes, triplets are a rare sighting, but their presence doesn't mean you can start asking for their mother's medical records. Did Shirley want me to give her my OBGYN's phone number so she could learn more? As my kids started getting restless in the cart while also smashing the bread and eggs, Shirley then began to tell me all about how her daughter has two kids a year apart so she can totally relate. Oh, bless your little heart, sweet, sweet Cheryl. There is no universe in which these two experiences are comparable. But I just smiled and said, oh, good luck to her, so I could move on to the wine department, get the heck out of the store before my kids required another churro to cooperate.
A dad at my son's karate class once asked if I breastfed them all. Thanks for making it awkward, Greg. Another time, my mom's friend, whom I don't know, posted publicly on Facebook, asking all about my IVF journey. Really, Joanne? Others blurt out things that are hurtful without even thinking. Ugh, no girls, not one? Are you going to try for that girl? I hear this a lot. If I added one more child to this family, I'm pretty sure my husband would be wheeling me off to a loony bin or Betty Ford in the coming years. And oh, by the way, people, boys are pretty awesome. And I love that I have four of them. Triple trouble, one man muttered with a disgusted face when he passed us in town. It pissed off my Southside Chicago mother-in-law to the point of needing to fire back. I think you meant to say triple the blessings, she yelled. Should you run into a mom of triplets or any multiples, assume that, whether they had a fertility journey or not, they went through the ordeal of carrying those babies and bringing them into this world. And the best thing you can do is offer words of encouragement. You're doing great, mama, is a good one. I also really like, keep up the good work. You've got this. And if you know a Shirley, tell her to pipe down. If she's that curious about life with multiples, suggest this book. Learning Tolerance. If you're a mother or have ever gone into a public place with your child, I'm guessing there's a 99% chance you've experienced some version of Sweet Shirley at Costco. Maybe a relative at a holiday gathering asked if you're pregnant when it's just the baby tummy left over from the previous child. Or maybe the random person in line at the grocery store wants to know all the details behind a birthmark on your baby's head. Sweet readers, there comes a time in life when you realize that not everyone is raised with the manners or tact. Some are excited and have no filter, so they ask all the questions they shouldn't. Others are curious and have no boundaries, asking personal information that's really none of their business. Over time, two things have helped me gain tolerance when dealing with the Shirleys out there. I always start with a smile and answer the first question. If the questioning continues too long, I have a list of kind excuses in my back pocket to use. So sorry, can't talk. By the smell of things, this one needs to be changed. Oh gosh, I would love to chat, but we're late to pick up my oldest at soccer. Gotta run. At the end of the day, 99% of Shirley's mean no ill will. So I try my best not to show my irritation when asked probing inappropriate questions. Larry at the Whole Foods meat counter really doesn't need to know if my birth was natural, but I must smile and say, sure was. Now how about those filet mignons? Finding tolerance with curious strangers can also bring more laughter and joy to your experience. Because while you're left shaking your head with disbelief at their questions, retelling their absurdity to friends and family will surely have you all cracking up. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 